Hey, welcome back to the X Podcast. We're so excited to have you. I've got my good friend, co-host, as always, Russ Moore. More or less. More or less. More or less. I got Russ with me today. And uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. I don't, don't have anything to complain about. Lydia, how are you doing? Shake yes for uh, good. Uh, no for, okay. Was that, did she just a uh, little camera switch if you're mm -hmm. happy? Camera switch if you're happy. Oh, this there is she is. a happy. weird spring. Can I we just say that? It is a weird spring. This is it's the been weirdest really spring cold. ever. Yeah. Snow late into April. A weird April. Weird. Um, and then into May, it's beautiful. Yeah. But and then it was randomly cold yesterday. We assume it's gonna be beautiful in April. I don't know. Yes. It's but we're just declaring it. Yeah. We're using well, we're we're about to, scary face. From the time this comes out, we're almost gonna be in May. Yeah. And true. but I will say the weekend that we just had in the eighties, Man, that I was will, beautiful. I'll take that. that. Beautiful. I wish we could have that. I still like, look tan. South yeah. African tan. Yeah, you look tan. Were you flexing? <laughs> every time I do that, you say flexing. I feel like you're flexing I every just, time you do that. Yeah, just okay. That. Yeah. Well, so something fascinating has happened. There's been a lot of things that have happened, but one that I am uniquely uh, fascinated by, mm -hmm. and I say that because maybe not everybody else is, but when I was a kid growing up, I just remember this guy as a legend um and i played his video game for so long so many times are you talking mitch mcconnell what mitch mcconnell he does not have a video game <laughs> what is wrong with you i'm talking about mike tyson's punch out mike tyson okay. mike tyson's I punch you out about elon musk no but no, you but said what did you say Said Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> where did you go with that? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so no, um, I grew up playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Okay. Uh, did you ever play that game? Uh, yes. Yes, I love Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Grew up watching Mike Tyson destroy people mm -hmm. in seconds mm -hmm. until he was actually taken down by Buster Douglas right here from Columbus, Ohio. One really? Of the, yeah, one of the craziest fights ever. Mm. Buster Douglas, who. Um, that was his claim to fame, beating Mike Tyson really? and in his prime. Is that when Mike started biting off ears? After that. After that, okay. After that, he started biting off ears. You know, uh, they say, I saw that fight, you too. You can't beat him, bite him. Oh, my gosh. That's so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson is not the same person that okay. he once was. Yes. We're not going to uh, define him by his worst moments. We are not. Defining right. him by his worst moments, but we are celebrating how good of a boxer he was. Right. He was the baddest man alive. You would mm -hmm. not want to get into a tussle with him. Yeah. Now, Fast forward, what, 30 years, and an incident happened on an airplane just recently, like a week ago, where Mike Tyson, it was caught on video pummeling a guy sitting yeah. behind him. Brutally. Uh, just, well, it wasn't that brutal. I mean, it was a few shots that he just bat, 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 bat mm -hmm. in the face. The guy deserved it. Mm -hmm. Let's at least just okay. address that. The guy deserved it. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know if you've... I thought there were conflicting reports. I thought it was no. just an overeager no. fan that, you no. know... No, he was harassing him. Okay. Mike Tyson, I've heard of other people who have run into Mike Tyson, said he, I mean, said he's super nice. I mean, the guy mm -hmm. has actually, I think, worked really hard to try to rebuild his reputation after mm -hmm. a really bad reputation yeah. of a lot of bad things. Um, so it almost wouldn't make sense for... I, I just, I don't know. He says that this guy... These, it was a couple of them, but one guy in particular, I think, was harassing him. Mm -hmm. um, said everything from, like, hit him with a water bottle to kept hitting him on the head, touching his head, to just would not leave him alone. And he asked him over and over, would you please leave me alone? Would you leave me alone? Would not mm -hmm. leave me alone. Finally, he had enough. Mm. Mike Tyson's punch out came out. Mm. Bah, 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 bah. And he mm. just gave him a few blows in the you face. I love these kind of videos. Oh, you? my gosh. I did watch it. TMZ had the video, <laughs> and it was not a good enough video for me. There's other video footage. This is a month of violence. There is. We just need to put Will Smith, Will Mike Smith, Tyson, and, and the they're just, just beating Muhammad. People. You know what we have here? What? In the same month, we have Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. And Mike Tyson. There's a connection. There's a, There's a connection. And the stars so, are aligning. The stars you know are this, fighting. You know what this means. This what? is a conspiracy. No, I was, uh, was going to no. get political and try to make no. up a conspiracy theory. So, so here's the thing that I okay. found the most fascinating because I think most people in public opinion is that guy deserved it. Mm -hmm. Like they're harassing him. And the reason why is because there is other iPhone footage of other people across the aisle mm -hmm. at one point of the, this was before it, of the guy 
mouthing off stuff like I'm messing with him, I'm screwing with the champ, like something like that. There's mm -hmm. a other video footage of him kind of mouthing like he's antagonizing, antagonizing yeah. him. So he got what he deserved, if you mm -hmm. ask me. I, maybe that's a little bit too much. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But I don't mind it. Now, <laughs> I don't, mind, I don't it. mind it. If you, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. If you play with if the you player, play, you're going to get punched by the player. Exactly. If you poke the bear, you better sense. get ready to get smacked. Right. And, um, and so Mike Tyson hit him a few times, bloody mm. him up a little bit. Not horrible. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> he, I did, um, mm. I don't know if the flight ever like happened, didn't happen, if they were waiting to take off or they landed. I don't know, but I know Mike Tyson, he got off and left right after that. And I think the police came. So they probably called him. I think the guy gave a report, but I don't think he pressed charges, and then he left and went home. Hmm. But what I found really fascinating as I was thinking about this story of Mike Tyson's punch out in real mm -hmm. life in 2022 on the airplane mm -hmm. was that Mike Tyson had a quote that was tweeted. I think it was originally from two years ago, mm -hmm. but like Boxing World UK actually posted his quote um, a year ago, July of last year. And I just found mm -hmm. it kind of ironic what Mike Tyson mm -hmm. said in his quote before this ever happened and then this moment. And I, I wrote it down, or actually I've pulled it up. Here was his quote. He said, social media made y'all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. Mm. And I just found it kind of ironic. Mm -hmm. I know this wasn't social media, but I think... It really speaks to the culture today, which I think has been aided by social media, which is to say that you could disrespect, mm. you could say mean things, you can antagonize, you can um, troll, mm. you can do all those things. And I think especially because of social media, people think that there's no mm. repercussions. What a – I feel like I have so many of these kind of things this year. So what a, like a what a prophetic like serendipitous moment mm. him to say that yes and then that that happened yes and I just I just I just think what if what has come of our culture today and I, mm. and again I think there's a combination of um, you know things mm -hmm. that have ha happened that have led to this but it just seems kind mm -hmm. of like we've gotten to a point where people feel the liberty mm. to say whatever they want about someone else. Yeah. And we can take this into the arena of social right. media because that's right. where it happens most often. If this happens in school, if it happens in the playground, if it happens on an airplane, you might get punched in the face. Right. So don't think you could just sit there and screw with somebody and mess with yeah. them and there's no repercussions from yeah. it. But I wonder, I guess that's the question. Mm -hmm. Has social media aided to mm -hmm. this idea mm -hmm. that maybe even is now making its way into real life that people, you can disrespect, you can say what you want, mm -hmm. Without getting punched in the face. Yeah. What do you think? I think it has. I think I think you have a, a few different realities converging. I think, you know, ap apart from social media, but I think antagonized by the polarizing, mm, yeah. inciting nature of social media, our society has a, a diminishing value of respect and honor. Mm, yeah. uh, I think we are living in a day and age where, I mean, e not to even bring back... Uh, uh, PTSD from the 2020 presidential oh, yeah. uh, debates, but I mean the 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 degradation of civility. Yeah, you know, you during that time they they showed us all the past debates of people that vehemently disagree with each other, but there was civility and there was yeah. uh, respect and honor used to be uh, something that 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 society carried. And I know it sound old school saying this, but I just feel like. It's it's not hard to see yeah. that res mutual respect and, and and honor and civility of the way you speak to people and about people has always been an issue because there's always been humanity, but I just feel like has degraded more and more and more. And I think so. You have that reality, and I th then I think you add to the reality uh, one of the dangers of social media is it is it's fraught with the risk of of an increasing disconnect of human beings face-to-face -face interaction and yeah. therefore the understanding you can quickly dehumanize someone that you're not seeing face-to-face -face. yeah uh, you see it, so if someone is not right in front of you um there are things that there are things that i just have to believe you would never say that people would never say to somebody yeah they were right in front of them um it, it, even take the fear 
factor out. Yeah. Even from just a, a human dignity conscience standpoint, mm-hmm. I have to believe. Like I've known people that um, have talked about their their interactions with their I don't know ex spouse or you know friends that they have to see or people they have to see, but they're kind of like enemies with now. And they've even talked about. They said it's interesting. They can cuss me out over text. Yeah. But the moment that we get yep. in person, there's something about looking in another human being's eyes yeah. that, that it takes a lot more of a seared conscience, a lot more of, of, of a suppressing of morality and kindness to do it face-to-face. Um, it's just easier to act like they're not a human behind a keyboard. Then you combine that with the fact of the reality. So you combine the reality of a diminishing value of respect with an increasing reality of human disconnect. And then I think there's a, there's a third thing, which is, that we're in a day and age of everyone has a mic, whether they really deserve to or not. Hmm. Through social media, everyone, in some cases, this is good. There are some people that would never really have a voice that the world yeah. needs their voice. Yeah. But you also, there used to be a day and age where to, to have, and I'm not saying I deserve it, but to have a mic, to have a platform, you had to earn it. Yeah. There was a reason that you were in a newspaper. There was a reason that you were speaking in a pulpit or politically or in this association or people would you know buy whatever you've written um yeah but we're in a day and age where the social media is the great equalizer to where everyone has a mic so in my mind you you bring those three realities in convergence mm-hmm. and anyone um because the truth is when, when, when there's a human disconnect you don't just have the 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 conscience factor but you do have the fear factor like you do have armchair quarterbacks who um, will, I mean, even we're in a Christian viewpoint, there, there are people that um, can, from the safety of their mother's basement in between yeah. video game levels, critique <laughs> the global church um, methodologically yes. and theologically. And, yeah. and I think that's something we've experienced, and I'm sure everybody can, you know, in different ways, but I, I just, it's sad to me that, that like you said, there's a, a big lack of respect mm-hmm. For humanity mm-hmm. that comes across through online, mm-hmm. that comes through social media, that comes through in the way people talk. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons, primary reasons, I got off of Twitter a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't, I'm not active on it. I still have an account, but I'm not active. Is because I just it it felt so negative. It yeah. felt like like the cesspool of human behavior mm-hmm. lived in yeah. Twitterland. Yeah, and I know we talked about that with Elon Musk. You know, and who knows what Elon Musk is going to do now, mm-hmm. buying all of right. I mean, he's bought all of Twitter mm-hmm. or is buying all of Twitter. Yeah. And I think he wants one of the things that I found fascinating that he is uh, suggesting, not only um, making the algorithm open source and some mm-hmm. other things, which I just think he, if he does all this stuff, he's going to be hopefully leading the way. And I, I hope other ones follow. Mm-hmm. But he wants to make it so that you, there has to be a, an actual true identity attached to every person that's on Twitter. Right now, you can get a social media account with, mm-hmm. you can create a fake email account mm-hmm. that's attached to a fake name that would be hard to trace, you know, with a fake avatar and handle, private account, and people can just use that to go on and troll people. Yeah. And and I, I understand the whole idea of, like, free speech, you know, and but I just don't think I think it's so easy, removed from not knowing somebody, even personally, to even just reading about something they did or said Mm -hmm. and deciding to throw in your comments of, you know, I mean, they're a despicable human. They're Mm -hmm. just a nasty trolling that goes on, Mm cyberbullying. All this stuff Mm -hmm. has just been on a massive rise. Right. And because it's so easy to sit behind Mm -hmm. a fake account and a fake avatar and a private Mm -hmm. one and just criticize. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you can make an argument that maybe that's part of uh, um, free speech, but like you said, mm-hmm. I imagine that 90% of those people wouldn't have the guts to do it yeah. if you were standing in front of the person, maybe even more than that. Right. And, cool. and, and I just, well, yeah. and I also just think, too, when it comes to that, I think that there, the reason why is because, to me, there is no way. I think what one of the reasons why, and then maybe you can tell me this, I, one of the reasons why I think it's so hard to do it in person, but it's so easy to do on a keyboard, is because when I do it on a keyboard, I don't have to have the conscience be reminded of seeing how it impacted you. You don't have to see my reaction. I don't have to see your reaction. Mm-hmm. So it, 
So I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. seeing how much that hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. seeing how much that pain that person. Yeah. And I think this has kind of been one of the conflation of, of cyberbullying is it's so easy to just sit on there and make fun of somebody and do that, but not actually see the pain that it causes them. Yeah. And I think that that is what's really sad about kind of yeah. the way our culture has gone with yeah. texting, social media, all of those forms. Yeah. Well, um, distance creates disconnection mm-hmm. and dehumanizes. You have enough distance. You have enough dehumanization. Yeah. That's why it's easy to, and I'm, and we're all in compassion fatigue. So I'm mm-hmm. not saying we should, but that's why it's easy uh, to not have your heart broken over something on another continent. Yeah. Because distance creates that, and and that that's why one of the best ways, if you want to deepen your level of compassion and empathy, which you have to be responsible. You can't carry the weight of every problem in the world. Right. But one of the greatest ways, if 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 there's a group of people, you know, and Back in 2020, we're going through the whole uh, thing with injustice. Mm-hmm. There is a way to broaden your, deepen your empathy, is to build a bridge yeah. and to get rid of the distance between you and that person, that group of people, that yeah. issue. And and technology is is a new form, social media specifically, a new form of distancing humans to the point where you dehumanize humans, like when you say something like you said when you're not looking in someone's eyes to see mm. the reaction yeah you say something and we talked about it a couple episodes back it's like celebrities it's almost like you pretend like they don't have feelings yeah or they're not real human beings because yeah. they whatever well same thing when when you're talking to somebody behind a, a keyboard that's a human being yeah and and so i just think it creates a real and i'm glad that elon musk is doing the authentication he's trying to that's the to, goal. to get rid of he's trying to, when it comes to algorithms when it comes to bots and spam because the truth is uh, uh, being behind a keyboard does turn cowards into heroes it makes cowards brave apparently or at and, least they think they are yeah and it makes but you combine that with to me there's nothing more even more cowardice than uh if you just create something that's anonymous where people don't oh, even oh gosh and so, well, and that's why we've kind of always tried to take approach that we don't respond to anonymous emails yeah. and things where people call, write in to complain. Right. Because if you believe, mm-hmm. like if you had a concern, it was right. that legitimate of a concern, right. then show your face. Yeah. Yeah. But don't hide behind a fake email address. We've right. gotten those. Yeah. Um, you know, as a church, you're going to mm-hmm. get that. You're, you know, and anytime you try to do something, mm-hmm. you can expect a certain amount of hate. Yeah. You're going to expect them, but. Or it's sad that we even say that. Mm-hmm. Why should you expect hate when you do something, even if you're trying to do something good? Yeah. Right? It's sad that we even go, mm-hmm. well, expect a certain amount of hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is reality. Yeah. Well, I mean, because people that are unhappy with their lives are going to try to attack people that are furthering their lives. Yes. Okay. And, 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 I mean, really what we have is it's almost like a, it's like a pandemic of unhappiness. Mm. Because people... No one full of joy and full of purpose who have, or, and are full of vision have the time or the desire to be critiquing other people. It's true. And when, when you find... Um, don't have, you don't have the time to troll. You don't have the you time, have the to, time troll. to just go sit there and the time leave to attack people. nasty comments. I, I've heard of... I, I'll give you a few examples of some. This, I'll tell you, this is something that gets under my skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, why does it seem like... And I, I know it's not the only ones, but it, it kind of feels like that within its own community that sometimes Christians are some of the worst. Mm-hmm. And they they troll mm-hmm. differently. They might not troll yeah. as much with foul language or this, yeah. but they can still be so incredibly hurtful. Yeah, and, it's true. And um, like I was listening to a message from a pastor down in South Carolina, um, or North Carolina actually, it was um, Elevation, it was Stephen Furtick, and, and he was talking about going on to YouTube at one of the worship songs they released that was literally just reading through scripture. And he was talking about going through the comments and in the comments just reading about people who were like, this is so theologically blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know, just all the hate. Yeah. You know, and and it wasn't a ton, but it's funny how we are as humans, we're attracted to the hate, not because we want to, but it's just like, you know what I mean? And and it's just, it kind of just reminded me, it's kind of sad that, that the people who are supposed to represent Jesus, who really just talked about loving mm-hmm. others, talked about loving your enemies. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you don't agree with mm-hmm. someone within there, you're supposed to love them. You're supposed to bless mm-hmm. those who say evil things about you. Like, 
but then to see people who you think should be part of the same community, mm-hmm. I'm not saying we all think the same and this, who just attack. I think that's what it is. It's the attacking to me mm-hmm. that bothers me so much. And it exists within the yeah. Christian community just as oh, much as anywhere. Yeah, we, we really are the, the uh, only army in the world that shoots its own wounded um, when they're down and one of the only armies in the world that shoots its own commanders when they're winning. Yeah. It's, it's the weirdest, uh, most horrible thing. We, we've talked about it. It's, it's one of the reasons so many people that are really intelligent, amazing people are turned off at times yeah. by Christian culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's it just really, seems really, all, I, I, you, a couple points that you, you said. Obviously, there are people in the community, the Christian community, the church that, um, that fail. And I mean, mm-hmm. the big one with Hillsong mm-hmm. right now, there's a, you know, a documentary that was made about the culture. And it seemed like there's, I mean, based on that, and I haven't seen it all. I've heard bits mm-hmm. and pieces of it. It seems like maybe there's definitely some things in that culture that needed change. Yeah. Um, but Brian Houston stepping down, mm-hmm. um, many allegations, very real, very serious things mm-hmm. um, that all need to be addressed and they yeah. are being addressed. But the idea of, of wanting to, um, just, I don't know, just kind of like bring hate to somebody yeah. or, or even to just the entire church yeah. at large. We're talking about yeah. made up a lot of people who are just sincerely trying to follow God. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I don't know. There's always been black eyes on that, mm-hmm. but it's just sad that many Christians are the ones that are actually swinging. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're the ones that are swinging at other leaders and yeah. swinging at people. And so you got the people who are down. But then the other side of that is true is anybody that that has any type of we'll just say success in the mm-hmm. in the terms of influence and mm-hmm. you know growth and notoriety or people mm-hmm. are you know listening to that person or their mm-hmm. ministry's grown um, that ever there are so many people that just think that they they can just take shots at them yeah yeah and and here's the thing here's the thing right mm-hmm. Mike Tyson would say they take shots at them mm-hmm. and not worry about right. getting punched in the face now a lot of people aren't getting punched in the face necessarily but is it okay that we can live in such a way that we'd think that there's no repercussions for what we say in post? Yeah. Jesus said, if we're going to talk about the Christian world, he said, here's how they'll know that you belong to me. Mm-hmm. The way you love one another. Hmm. So if I claim to follow Jesus and want the world to know about Jesus, and I spend most of my time throwing stones at one another, no matter how much scripture I think I know, mm-hmm. I have missed the point uh, by a thousand miles. And I think in, in a way, in a way that the toxicity, cause every, every culture kind of critiques its own culture. Yeah. And so, you know, we were kind of hard on some of this toxicity and judgmentalism that's in the Christian culture. And so in a way it's not unique to our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but in another way, it's also not new to our culture. I mean, if you think about it, um, I mean, back when Jesus walked the earth, mm-hmm. uh, it was not, a worldly spirit that killed him. It was a religious spirit. Yeah. There's actually nothing more dangerous than a religious spirit because yeah. a religious spirit is filled with pride, but is self-deceived. Yeah. And so when you have a religious spirit, the, the, the danger is a lot of times you think you're doing right yeah. by critiquing people, by tearing people down. Yeah. But Jesus would often tell his disciples, he said, hey, if they're not against us, they're for us. Yeah. And he didn't come to condemn the world, I came to, to save the world. And so that's as, as a whole nother Pandora's box of a conversation. Because the truth is there are things that um, God will raise up, uh, let's just say it this way, prophets at times yeah. to speak, and God will correct his, his church. church, his bride. And, and, and there is nothing wrong with having discernment to... To, to discern error, but there are just way too many, going back to social media, there are way too many self-appointed church critics nowadays. Yeah. There are way too many self-appointed, and there is a difference between having a sincere critique and having a critical spirit. Yeah. And if you are always looking to tear down, if your MO is to look for things to criticize instead of champion, if your MO is to look on how to uh, tear others down instead of build others up, um, I think the way we respond to people, what we say about people, what we say about churches speaks way more about us and what's going on inside of us yeah. than it does what's going on around. I know for mm. me, when we have people, we, we've interviewed people coming into a church and when they come in and 
all, and we don't have experienced this a lot, but all they do is critique past churches. Yeah. Now, some of the things may be valid. Yeah. But that speaks, my mind doesn't immediately go to this church. My mind goes to that person. Yeah. Okay, so does that make sense? And so I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a deep and, and wide conversation um, of why is there so much criticism? Why is there, why is there such, at times, a toxicity? Well, and, why, and why do people, I guess here's a question, um, and maybe this is just something just for all of us to contemplate, you know, when we see something that we either don't like, disagree, a person mm-hmm. there, you know, um, I, I think, you know, just asking kind of the questions, do I need to say anything? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's times to speak up for mm-hmm. things when you see injustice. Yeah. There's some, but yeah. we're not talking about that. Right. We're talking about you don't like somebody because yeah. of the, you know, Mm-hmm. the type of, and keep it in our, the type of church they're at or how successful they've yeah. been. Like, I mean, um, mm-hmm. you know, another um, pastor that we follow, you know, um, had a just a, a post that uh, someone posted about them and what they were wearing, mm-hmm. you know, for Easter Sunday and just said, oh, see, this is the problem, celebrity pastors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the connotation, the intent to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to hurt that mm-hmm. person yeah. without knowing them, mm-hmm. without knowing their story, without knowing that possibly they had, you know, spent uh, decades mm-hmm. working for peanuts mm-hmm. to serve the church right. and the underprivileged right. without taking income, who'd been successful in mm-hmm. all kinds of other business ventures, who, by the way, was wearing a really, really nice suit that was gifted, gifted to him to borrow mm-hmm. for Easter from right. a friend who's in there, you know what I mean? Like there's so many assumptions Mm -hmm. that are being made Mm -hmm. about people from long distance. Mm -hmm. And what people don't understand is that when they begin to hurl stones Mm -hmm. at that person, thinking that they're they're put put, with a broad stroke, just basically saying, you know their intent, you know their motive, you know what they're all Mm -hmm. about, or, you know, it, it... it actually does so much more damage yeah. to to really what we all are standing for, which is mm-hmm. Christ, because yeah. this is the very reason why. I mean, mm-hmm. you go look on that, that one person's post, and there are hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of comments. There's arguments. There's fighting. Right. There's all this stuff going on. I go, was that post necessary? Right. You could sit there and have that opinion all day long. Mm-hmm. You sit there and go, man, I don't like that that yeah. leader. I don't like that leader. Why did you have to share that? Yeah. Why did you share that? Yeah. You trying to hurt that person? Right. You trying to get followers? Right. You trying to get more credit? Why is, did you feel claims, the need to yeah. share that? Yeah. Why? Yeah. That'd be the question I yeah. want to ask. Why did you have to jump on there and do it? There's yeah. something in our culture mm-hmm. today that we feel like every like that I can just go make pot, I can make take shots at somebody, mm-hmm. I can take shots mm-hmm. at an organization, I can take yeah. shots at a church, I can take I mean, we have people do it about us all the time yeah. and they do it and it's kind of subliminal, but everybody mm-hmm. knows. And then right. someone in the comments, oh, you mean that church right. where you used to right. go? Yeah, we've yeah. had those comments even recently. Like, they happen all the time. And it's like, why do you feel emboldened to mm-hmm. do this? Yeah. I and think- here's what I would say, and I'll mm-hmm. let you talk. I want to say this is kind of a little bit of a warning mm-hmm. if you're a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. Th- this is what I would say. This whole Mike Tyson, so y'all think, that's the word he used, so y'all think that you can disrespect anybody and not get punched in the face. Today, we feel like we can take pot shots at anybody, any leader, any church, Mm -hmm. anybody that we don't know. We don't know their real story. We don't know their motive. We don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. We we think we can do that. I would say this. Nobody might punch you in the face, but one day you might have to stand before God. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would be. I mean, one thing my father-in-law always told me because I remember there was a there's a, a pastor in this area, and there's you know there's the, it's funny. I mean, if you are effective in what you do, mm-hmm. you will probably have people that will like you, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have people that won't like you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want that, don't do anything. Yeah, but if you do something, yeah, you're going to have people that won't like you, mm-hmm. and they're going to assume things and they don't, and people have never met you yeah. and don't know your heart. And they're going to say things about you yeah. or your church and all this good stuff. We've, we've seen it all. We, yeah. we're, okay. But I remember one time he said this and we were talking about another church, another pastor, not in a negative way. We were just talking about, you know, what people were saying and this and that. And I remember my father-in-law, he said, 
I just made it po- my point. He said, I, will, I never want to talk negatively mm-hmm. about someone that God has anointed mm-hmm. for doing ministry, even if I don't agree with their ministry. Yeah. I don't ever, even if it's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't like the way they do ministry doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's between them and God. Yeah. It is not my place. And so that means that rather than, and I don't have to be on social media because you can just gossip. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. just, that's what we do. Social mm-hmm. media has just become gossip in public. Yeah. It's, it's the, the same it's thing the we were doing. In, it's the same thing we were doing in private where mm-hmm. we talk about mm-hmm. every leader, pastor, church, mm-hmm. person, yeah. person at work. Yeah. Uh, to think that we can do that mm-hmm. and there's no repercussions. Yeah. I I would say be careful yeah. because there might be some repercussions and it may not be getting punched in the face mm-hmm. but there could be some situ- there could be some repercussions spiritually there yeah. could be some repercussions emotionally well yeah the you know Sorry, I didn't it, mean to get on a no, tirade. It's good. Just, it, it makes it just me. Bo- it, it just me, bothers me. Well, that one thing that people think this, they can do that, yeah. and that there's there's no repercussions, and the repercussions may not be to them personally, but it might be all those friends and family and people mm-hmm. that are sitting there watching yeah. what they're doing, going, hey, "See, this is why I won't go when, to a when, church. When, this when, is why when I don't unbelievers know God. watch believers just attack each other. No, don't watch petty stuff. That that just makes them think God's not real, um, because that means that the love that we claim to have from God's not real. Yeah. And I think what you said is really good. I think, you know, there's a verse that makes me tremble. She makes all tremble that we'll give an account for every idle word. And mm-hmm. when you talk about the, the words we say against other people, let's go back to the honor thing. So over the weekend, um, I had the privilege to speak at OCU uh, Christian University, and I, they, they wanted me to speak on the, the topic of how to shine in a dark world. And so I talked about Daniel. You know, him and his teenage friends pretty much get kidnapped and carried off into mm-hmm. exile. And but they had this spiritual substance about them yeah. that gained them favor. And then in Daniel six, there's this verse I love that said, "And Daniel distinguished himself among uh, by an exceptional spirit." One, one translation says an extraordinary spirit. One one translation says an excellent spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you watch Daniel, like let's say that you do need to disagree or critique, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it amazes me how Daniel responds to the king, a pagan king, yeah. a wicked king, an evil king who's threatening him. And when Daniel finally has to disobey because it would violate scripture, violate his conscience, Daniel's response was, oh king, your honor. Mm-hmm. How could we possibly do this? Even in the most wicked, persecuted moments, Daniel didn't speak about people. He spoke to people. Mm -hmm. And even when he disagreed vehemently, he spoke with honor and dignity and civility. And I think that's one of the things that gave him an exceptional spirit. Mm -hmm. So here's a couple maybe just practical things for all of us to practice when it comes to um, going back to the whole behind the keyboard thing. However you would speak to someone, however you would not speak to someone if they weren't in the room or if they weren't behind a keyboard that you wouldn't speak to them face-to-face, don't speak that way. Mm -hmm. Here's another practical thing since we're going into Scripture. One of the things that Paul says, I've tried to remember this because there are going to be times when, there are times people ask you, okay, what do you think about this sermon this guy preached? Or what do you think about this that's going on at this church? And there are times that you have to discern. Yes. And you have to, in a winsome humble way say, okay, this may, may be my take on it. Here's where I'm different. But there's this thing I've, I've tried to never forget where Paul in Corinthians was talking about. He said, do not judge any man's motive before the day it's revealed on the day of judgment. Mm-hmm. So here's where I, here's another way I can know I'm off. Number one, if I were to say something uh, behind a keyboard or behind someone's back that I wouldn't say to their face. Yeah. That's a litmus test. Here's another litmus test. Um, when I begin to, when I go beyond discerning someone's actions mm-hmm. to judging their motives. Yeah. So the moment I catch myself saying, you know, the only reason they preached that is they were trying to, yeah. or the only reason this person did this is they're, yeah. hey, according to scripture, I am, am not on the throne yeah. to judge motives. God alone holds and reserves the right to judge why he or she mm-hmm. did that. I'm going to let him continue to do that. Yeah. I can discern actions, but I can't judge motives. Yeah. And I just think we need to realize, like, um, I, I, was, I was dealing with kind of, I was de- <clears throat> just with a staff issue, n- just nothing crazy, but a few weeks ago, and I told someone, 
I said, whenever there's an issue for any of us, to me, I always break it down into one of two categories. It's either a mindset issue or a heart issue. Mm-hmm. Heart issues, worse. Yeah. But a, a lot of times, I think there are simply Christians that are, are, are raised to think in such a limited mindset. Mm-hmm. If someone's succeeding, yeah. if someone's innovating, if someone's creating, if someone's doing church mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't align with how I do church, yeah. if someone sees something theologically different than me, the, minds, the limited mindset is, then, oh, I speak out against that. Yeah. So we need to have that blown up. But then there's also the heart issue that we've just got to do enough internal work to say, if there's something in me that just naturally gravitates towards attacking or critiquing or judging, that says way more about me yeah. than the person I'm critiquing. And what yeah. darkness is going on inside of me? What unhappiness, what personal discontent, what self-loathing is happening in me? What lack of joy? Yeah. What lack of my own personal sense of purpose of what God has called me to do. Because there's this verse in Romans 2 where Paul said, he said, do your own creative best with what God's given you to do. And when you do that, when you quote unquote stay in your lane Mm -hmm. and and you run your race, you don't have time to Mm -hmm. run into other lanes and try to trip people up. Yeah. I, it is, um, there's this old mentor that used to say, I have enough trouble keeping the man in the mirror in check. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I feel about me. Yeah. It is a full-time job yeah. to keep Russ. Yeah, I don't know that we all need to take on the role of watchdog. Mm-hmm. And I need to go and point out everybody. Because yeah. here's the thing, you know, I, I don't I can I can point out I can point out someone else's like, hey, your error in theology, your this, your whatever. Mm-hmm. I can do that. But but what makes me the standard mm-hmm. you know i mean what it, there's a mm-hmm. like you said the religious spirit there's an air of pride mm-hmm. that says i'm right and you're wrong you right. need to change right and i just don't know i think we need people in our lives all of us do mm-hmm. that will help correct us when we yeah. go off i mean i'm not saying that right. there's like hey listen if i say something right. if i preach something that's off kilter that's this mm-hmm. i would hope that you're going to come and say hey you know when you said that mm-hmm. i yeah. i don't know if it means this but it kind of mm-hmm. maybe you know what i mean like right. i i I would expect that, but I'm going to receive that from you because I know you right. love me. Right. I don't need somebody under an anonymous email sending in something because mm-hmm. they don't agree or they think something political has been, yeah. you know, I suggested. We don't have anybody that, but I'm just saying those are things I've seen mm-hmm. before where, you know what I mean? And right. it's like, no, that's not, this is How does anybody is- that's been part of a business or a workplace or a church not understand by now the concept that you only listen to the people that are in the trenches with you? Yeah. People that take yeah. cheap shots from the stand, we all know this in our yeah. own context. Their voice doesn't hold weight. Yeah. And it doesn't hold weight, but it can still hurt. And it still hurts, yeah. That's what I yeah. think. It's like it's not gonna hold yeah. weight where it changes my mind. Right. But I think this is the point that I guess just circling back to we need to just realize that mm-hmm. just because we tweeted it, just because mm-hmm. we posted it, doesn't mean it didn't hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a way to disagree with somebody. Mm-hmm. And you could even probably do it online, mm-hmm. but doing an honoring way. And if you really were concerned about someone, mm-hmm. then maybe message them privately. Yes. Don't Go post about them. Yes. Tag them. Yes. Like there's a huge difference mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Like if you actually cared about someone that you thought was wrong mm-hmm. or they're missing it or you felt mm-hmm. like, hey, this was offensive, then you would go to the person directly yep. or even directly through direct message. If yep. it's not in person, yep. and you say, just want you to know when you said to put this, that I, I received like this and it yep. kind of hurt. Yep. And you might actually find out, oh, wow, that's not what they meant. Yep. And I'm so sorry. I would have never said thank you mm-hmm. so much. You know what I mean? That's how we right. learn and grow. But when you post about them mm-hmm. and when you do it in a – a, a way that is just mm-hmm. meant to tear down. Mm-hmm. You're being hurtful. Yeah. And we got to remember mm-hmm. that it's not just the people on the other end of the keyboard. It's a real person that has real yeah. feelings and you can, you yeah. can, you can, you hurt people yeah. and they have to, you know, so Power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. And it, I just think it's, I just think it's something like, I wish we could all have our own Mike Tyson. Yeah. Standing yeah. there. I wish we all had a Mike yeah. Tyson standing there while we got our 
thumbs on our thing and we're about to post this mm -hmm. and tag this person and we can look up and see Mike Tyson staring mm -hmm. back at us and go, are you sure you want to post that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, Proverbs says the person who can't control their tongue ruins their life. Or gets punched in the face. Or gets punched in the face. Um, we've done a lot of scripture. One last <laughs> one. Last one. This, this, maybe this can be a, um, yeah. a, a, uh, a filter. Uh, Paul said, let your conversation mm -hmm. always be seasoned Season with, with grace. grace that it may edify the hearer. Mm -hmm. So here's a good litmus test before I post or before I say anything. Is this full of graciousness? Yeah. And is it going to be helpful yeah. and edify and build people up that listen to yeah. it? So is, if it's not helpful, don't say it. And by the way, oh, don't oh, oh, post it. Oh, I've got to read this. And don't yeah, share it. Don't don't post, don't post it. it. Don't share. You ever heard the the feathers, <laughs> the feathers, the feathers parable? No. It's it's the person that 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 no. spread secrets and talked bad about people, and he finally went back to to all the the homes in the town to apologize. Mm -mm. Um, but then the next day, um, one of the people that he had spread lies about, they heard, they talked about, um, took him with him, and put a feather on the doorstep of each house, and then said, let's wait till tomorrow morning. They returned to get the feathers, but by that time, the wind had blown the feathers all over town. And he told him, he said, the feathers are like your words. Once you have laid them down, um, they go somewhere. You, they go somewhere, yeah. and they multiply, yeah. and uh, you can't bring them back. Yeah. And that's the power of words. That's mm -hmm. the power of when you say things about people. That's the power of when you speak death to people. That's the power of when you spread secrets that aren't yours to share. Mm -hmm. Whether they're true or not, gossip uh, does not have to be false to be gossip. Yeah. It's so crazy. Isn't it so crazy to be in a Christian culture? What we, what in each generation, what we consider our deadly sins. Mm. We, we we tend to consider deadly sins. Um, uh, I don't know, drunkenness or being a Democrat or, or I don't know what, whatever the cultural thing is. But um, uh, gossip, gossip. I, I mean. So, so this person um, posted this. Uh, th I saw a repost of something today by Jordan Cranfield, and I thought this was really good. And talking about just in the whole conversation of social media and what do you say and um, having a mic. And mm. anyways, um, he said this. He said, the older I get, the more I realize leadership is as much knowing when to not say something as it is having the right thing to say. Mm. Uh, most leaders find themselves in trouble when they speak too soon. You say things you don't mean, you make promises you can't keep, you make decisions you can't take back, or when they speak too much. You gain influence in one area and take it as a rite of passage in every other and speak on every issue or situation that presents itself. In a moment in time when communication has never been more demanded and pressure never more applied to say something, make your stance known, speak against or advocate, mm -hmm. it's okay to say nothing. It's okay to step away and come back. Guard your voice. What and when you choose to communicate will either greatly amplify or dilute your heart's message. It's interesting. Just thinking um, culturally how um, if you didn't jump into something and say something immediately mm -hmm. about even scenarios and situations, mm -hmm. then you, you know, yeah. you're part of the problem. Yeah. And I think there's a balance yeah. probably from that extreme right. to what he's saying, which is you don't have to weigh in on everything. If it's an important yeah. thing, you might yeah. want to weigh in, but take a moment. Yeah. Pause, reflect. Yeah. Make sure that what you're saying is probably adding to, yeah. and it's not quick to respond to where you end mm -hmm. up regretting it. And I also hear him saying, take time to earn your voice. Like, take time mm -hmm. to actually build into... We're more... I just feel like we're in a cultural moment where we're more obsessed with saying something than having something to say. I agree. I agree. And what does it look like to actually be someone who thinks deeply, reflects profoundly, mm -hmm. studies greatly, loves and prays to where there is a substance that forms in you to when it is the right time to speak, you have something to say that holds weight. Yeah. No, that's good. You know? And so I, I just, I, I found the whole Mike Tyson thing kind of fascinating, but when his quote came out, after the fact, for what he said before, I found it even even more true mm -hmm. that I just, I just I there is an there is an overarching 
consequence Mm -hmm. for society for social media. Yeah. I think we're experiencing it now. Yeah. There is like this, I mean, we've seen whether it's um, anxiety and depression and um, just the cyberbullying, all those things Mm -hmm. that kind of have been a collective rise since 2012, 13, 11, Mm -hmm. when social media really started to take hold. And I think it, we are living in mm-hmm. the consequences of that. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, it makes me a little concerned about where we're going as a society. Mm-hmm. And it, it is an interesting um, question when you look at Elon Musk and you think about Twitter and some of the reforms that he wants to do. You look at how the government is actually looking at social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Or is this, is this a... Are, are, is it? Do we need to have any kind of regulation? Yeah. The the um, you know uh, freedom of speech mm-hmm. and all of this. Like, never has there been a time where um, people can say anything they want, mm-hmm. and and as hurtful as it is, mm-hmm. um, this is this is nothing new, but it's just yeah. taken on a new form. Yeah. It's a new, and I think we now have keyboard courage. We got people who are sitting behind mm-hmm. it that are saying things that think no one's ever going to know it's me. Yeah, and I say. I would say this, God knows it's you. Yeah. And I'm not so sure that what you're sowing isn't going to be something you're going to reap. Yeah. Yeah. To me, we, we, we reap what mm-hmm. we sow. Mm-hmm. And when you sow dissent, when you mm-hmm. sow complaint, when you sow criticism, when you mm-hmm. sow hate, mm-hmm. when you sow that and you yeah. justify it, because I think we have to justify it somehow. I mean, mm-hmm. We don't have to, but I think in the Christian community, we justify it. I think we say, well, you know, I just, I think that they're, you know, living a lavish lifestyle. Oh, you know, I think that mm-hmm. they are kind of teaching something that seems counter to what I, oh, you know, like we just, whatever yeah. reason we've justified, oh, they're a celebrity. Yeah. Oh, they're this, you yeah. know, when we justify it in mm-hmm. our minds, um, and that's because that's what we have to do in order yeah. to feel okay yeah. with posting some of the stuff we post. I, mm-hmm. I would just remind all of us, it's like, um, we all give account for how we were, mm-hmm. like you said, the idle words. Mm-hmm. That we give, and like you and said, it's you're not just. Here's a great point you just made. You're not just affecting them; you're affecting you. You are. You are doing violence to your own soul. I mean, when, yes. When God created the world, He used His words. Yeah. We create our world with, with words. our words, and so when you speak to people about people, when you speak into the world, you're not just creating their world; you're creating the world you live in. Mm-hmm. And so what kind of world are you creating with your words? Are you creating worlds full of hope, possibility, joy, love, kindness, gentleness, strength? Or are you creating worlds of negativity, pessimism, critique, smallness, yeah. um, cynicism? Yeah. And I want to be the person who uses my words to create yeah. worlds of light and hope and yeah. joy and peace. And we might have opinions about things, mm-hmm. but every opinion doesn't need to be shared. Yeah. Like, there, we might have opinions about situations, people, and things like that, but I think those are, the, you know, we just need to learn to filter and guard ourselves mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I'll just close with this. I, I, I always remember, um, again, going back to a Bible story, I always remember David when he was being pursued. And that's what I've been reading in my Bible lately, too, mm-hmm. so it's kind of in my mind. But he's being pursued by Saul, mm-hmm. and Saul has... I mean, there could be a whole lot of reasons to have a laundry list Mm -hmm. of complaints against Saul, and he messed Mm -hmm. up so many things. Mm -hmm. And yet, time after time, uh, Saul was in his grasp where he, I mean, was in David's grasp where he could have taken him out. Yeah. And he could have done something, and he refused. Even Mm -hmm. he felt guilty about cutting the corner of his garment off when he was sleeping in the cave. And he refused to lift his hand Mm -hmm. against the Lord's anointed. Yeah. And what I think that did for David was that was what he sowed for mm-hmm. the day when he ended up being the king. Yeah. And I, I just, like, there was something that he understood about, I am not going to, mm-hmm. I, I refuse to raise a hand against this person. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that we need to get back to a kind of a place of, of, Especially, I want to say, I, I feel like we, I don't want to speak for the world. Right. But I do think because I'm invested in the Christian community that I speak to the Christian community right. the best I can, at least with yeah. what I have, and say, let's be better yeah. about how we treat each other. Right. Even people in the community that you maybe don't like. Hey, listen, if you don't like them, unfollow. Right. Yeah. Let's just unfollow. Yeah. You don't need to bash. You don't need to go after them. You don't need this. And you if it's just, a big enough thing that you have to say something, say something w- to them. To them. 
go to them and if they will even entertain it because right. they well, have their who own was it was it, who was the actor um they talk about this in one of the podcasts there was an actor long his name was will smith no they said that um they said that there was an actor literally said that um if they have a problem with someone but they're not close enough to them in a relationship to actually have their number, then they realize that that's not their problem and it's not their there business. There you go. That's so good. So if you're not close enough to have someone's phone number, then it's not your issue. Yeah. If you can't reach out to them mm-hmm. and reach them yourself personally to bring yeah. it, then maybe it isn't yeah. your issue. And if that's an, good. And if an actor can get that that may Gosh. not know Jesus, how much more should those that claim to follow Jesus and have the spirit yeah. of Jesus get that? That's, that's, that's some really good advice. So anyways, take this to, you know, it's just it was one of those kind of moments where I'm – I I am not here to support violence, mm-hmm. but when Mike Tyson <laughs> put a few right jabs into yeah. that guy's face that wouldn't leave him alone, granted mm-hmm. that's what happened. Uh, that's what happened. Then I you kind of sit there and go, God, man, you got what was coming to you, bro. Yeah, you yeah. got what was coming to you. Yeah. And I don't ever want you. That, I don't ever want that flipped around me where it's like you got what you got. You got what coming well, to you. Well, you know what I mean. That's, I don't a, want to ever come back to me for things I say or post or put out there for people. Well, there's a proverb that says if you grab a barking dog by its ear, uh, you'll get, you'll get bit. bitten. So the new proverb is if you try to bark at Mike Tyson, he will you bite your be- other ear. <laughs> Gosh, so bad. It was so bad. You worked so hard <laughs> to do that too. I could tell. It just came to me. I don't oh know. my gosh! Anyway, so Mike Tyson, if you are watching this, <laughs> did you just go into the Mike Tyson? Voice? I said Mike. No, I said uh, Mike Tyson. If you, I was just kind of getting sheepish because I'm like Mike Tyson's not watching this. But Mike Tyson, if I you're thought watching, you were ready to go into a Michael Scott. If you're watching, Mike Tyson. If you're, no, that was bad. If Mike, but I'm. Can you please stop? I'm talking <laughs> to, to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, if you're watching this, I just want you to know that. I played Mike Tyson's loved. punch out for hours. You're loved, you're chosen. Bald Bull. You're accepted in him. And Dan- the Flamingo. I, I played Mike Tyson's mm. punch out forever. And uh, you're a great fighter. And um, Please come to X Church. Please come to X Church. Come hang out. And um, We love you. No one will bother you. Yeah, and we won't bother you. Yeah. We won't touch you. So anyway, so, hey, if today <laughs> sparks something in you and you uh, just have some hate, then feel free to, if you've got Russ's phone number, just call it and give it to him yeah. directly. And if, and if you don't have the hate, don't have maybe, my phone number, then to, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. You should just drop it. But if you do, it's okay, though. Yeah. We're, we're fine with that. Right. If you do have some thoughts, comments, um, if you want to weigh in on this subject, hey, if it's mm-hmm. good, we'll read it. We'll yeah. read it on a future podcast. Mm-hmm. Feel free. You can always send an email to podcast at thex.church. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, it does help. It does help if it, you find this kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, this would be this is fun. Let's I want. And if you know Mike Tyson and you want to send him the link to this, yes. feel free to do so. 100%. Email us. Let us know. And if Mike, if you are watching this and you want to come on our podcast and you want to explain yourself, you want to tell the whole world what really happened in that moment, feel free to come on here and then we'll have like a free little sparring match between you and Russ. It'll just be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll it'll, it'll be a that. blast. But... <laughs> Anyways, hey, thanks for watching, listening, wherever, sharing it, liking it, comments. Um, hopefully they're honoring comments and, you know. But uh, anyways, any any comment, we'll take it. We'll handle it. And uh, so hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next week, we'll see you.